Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 67 of the J Situation podcast. I'm recording this on June 22nd, 2021. Man, guys, I, I literally just got back into town. Uh, Friday night, I was assigned to deploy to an incident investigation. Uh, part of my job is helping folks figure out what happened when bad stuff happens. <laughs> basically how to figure out how the bad stuff occurred, um, energetic events, things like that. Uh, there was a pretty bad event Friday night or Friday evening, and uh, there was a fatality. And so I, I've, I've basically been doing that since, since then. So I just got back into town. And I figured, hey, I, I kind of need to get my mind off of all that stuff. Um, so I was like, you know, let's go ahead and uh, do a podcast for you folks. And uh, let's get positive. Let's, you know, talk about some cool silence or science, uh, some cool pew science. And, you know, I can, so, you know, I can get my mind right. You get a podcast. It's a win-win. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, what's really interesting about that. So I was on, I was at this place doing this thing. And uh, one of the dudes, uh, he was wearing a silencer shop shirt. And, you know, the J Situation podcast is proudly sponsored by Silencer Shop, the most efficient and intelligent way to purchase silencers. As a silencer consumer, Silencer Shop is most of the time, if not always, uh, not only my dealer of choice, but my infrastructure of choice. Really, I, I like their, I like their system. It just, it just, it makes me feel safe. <laughs> They, they, they've done a lot of cool stuff like, uh, you know, they created an easy system that minimizes the likelihood of errors in your paperwork uh, with the QR code right there on, on the form four there helps the helps the people at the ATF that aren't so good at doing stuff, uh, do stuff better. And, um, and there's a reason why sponsor shop has grown, you know, doing stuff like that, innovating like that, making the process um, go more smoothly. Really, in my mind, sponsor shop is like the they're just like a logistics entity in the NFA arena. Like they just make everything smooth in mass. Okay. They're doing, they're doing large scale, um, data entry distribution and they're good at it. Okay. I mean, they have a network, uh, dealers nationwide where sponsors are legal. You know, you can use their kiosk you can do their fingerprints, photos electronically, just buy a sponsor online on their website, website sitting on your couch. Once your info's in there, frankly, I mean, it's super easy. Your photo's already in there. Your biometric data is all in there encrypted. Just buy a silencer, sit on your couch. You know, DocuSign that you don't. You don't even have to move. You can literally, you're watching Netflix. You're like, yeah, I think I'm gonna buy a silencer, and you buy it. It's crazy, dude. It's wild. So yeah, um, it simplifies your uh, silencer purchasing process. It really does. You know, they got a money back guarantee. It's great. Uh, you know, no transfer fees, no paperwork errors, just you and your silencer with no drama. Truly, is silencer ownership simplified? tell you what it is you know i probably get tired of me saying it but come on man it totally is it's like it's like a no-brainer at this point but secondly and uh you know i'd say most importantly the j situation podcast is brought to you by pew science the entity that is unequivocally pushing the silencer industry forward one test at a time you can visit pewscience.com for the suppression rating is the simplest and most accurate hearing safe rating for your suppressed small arms. And it is, as always, based on true human sound perception. Okay, if you're a human, which 
you probably are. Let's be honest. Odds are you are. Um, you know, the suppression rating is going to work for you. You know, for most of you, 95% of you at least. Um, it's in Section 5 of the Silencer Sound Standard. And that standard on the website, it's written in plain English, and it walks you through gunshot noise. Gives you the basic building blocks of what you need to understand, uh, sort of like Wikipedia, but it's abbreviated, more fun. And let's be honest, you're obsessed with guns and you can't help but read everything there is. <laughs> if if there, there are seven parts to the standard, they're all on pewscience.com for you to read. If you haven't seen it, it's fine. You really don't need to read it if you don't want to. I understand a lot of people don't want to read or can't read. That's fine. You don't can't, you can't read? That's okay, bro. You can still shoot guns. Um but if you can read uh, and you want to know more <laughs> you want to know more this is going to be a long one guys cuz i'm mentally gone right now um if you can read go to uh, section 5 the suppression rating in the silencer sounds tender there that that's uh that's the section where it, it kind of it basically explains the suppression rating to you okay the the crux of it is that it lets you know how silencers stack up in comparison to one another with regard to sound at the muzzle and the shooter's ear and it gives you a hearing safe dose limit for the particular platforms on which they're tested okay it's tied to human perception guys if it's higher it's better if it's lower it's louder it's, it's really it um but the thing is it's, it's super complicated to get the rating but once you get it you're like oh this works and it's like yeah i know I know it does. That's the crazy part about it. Um, the sixth section of the standard has all the reviews. Um, very detailed. Very detailed. If you're curious about the data pedigree and you would like to evaluate what you know the, the waveforms, if you're still stuck on peak dB and all you want to look is a peak dB, well, it's all there for you. Trust me. There's more decibel data in those reviews than anywhere else on the planet Earth, frankly, because there's entire waveforms. But you know, if you get there and you're like, dude, I thought I wanted to read about this, but it's complicated. I'm scared. Like, it's okay. First of all, homie, don't be scared. Second of all, go to section seven. There's a table. You, it's sortable. So only suppression rating. You don't even have to look at any graphs. You look at that table. Just if you're like, Jay, just give me the, the quietest center fire rifle silencer. Okay, cool. Sort, sort by descending quietest. And you're like, oh, well, it looks like it's that. I'm like, that's right. It's that. And then you don't have to guess takes all the guesswork out and if you you see it and you you know you want to go oh, well man i wish i knew something more about that silencer well there's links in the table there for you can click on and then you can go back to the review and you don't that way you don't have to dig through everything you you know you start there at the ranking section if you like if you are a manufacturer and you would like to use PewScience for private testing and consulting services we have several uh, clients who do so there is a form on the website with which you can submit that inqu inquiry to PewScience. it's confidential it's all um kept secret there and the form's all encrypted and sent to me um no one sees it but me um it's it's held in strict confidence um unless of course we complete an effort for you and you would like to release data to the public that is up to you and if you would like to do that pew science can facilitate that for you and uh we can help you show your data to the world if you like um we've done that a few times and we'll continue to do it you can support this podcast pew science and our testing by joining at pewscience.com with a membership. And you know what? If that's too much, you say, hey, you go to your podcast provider, you give it a good rating there, and you spread the word. You can do that too. Cost you nothing. It really doesn't. You know, give me some good feedback, and uh, maybe you tell your friends, hey, if you're interested in silencers, you might want to check this thing out. It's given some good data. 
All right, and then of course they'll tell their friends. Those friends tell others, and all of a sudden, you ne next thing you know, you got you got teachers at school telling their kid their their students there about silencers. Next thing you know, people are bringing silencers to school for sh show and tell, and uh, you know, little Susie there has a little silence twenty two, and uh, you know, shop class is making form ones, and the teacher says, you know. I thought this was a special occasion, guys. Uh, we're going to get take you to a field trip and shoot some 50 BMG silencers. And the kids are like, oh, man, 50 BMG, that's awesome. You know, that's what I envision to be the future, frankly. Okay. <laughs> I told you, it's going to be a lot. This this podcast is going to be a humdinger because I'm yeah, all right. Uh, I think I have two topics for you today, frankly. I, I usually do uh, many more, but today there's going to be two. Because I think I'm going to spend a long time on the first one. Topic one, sound signature review. Uh, what, what even is the number? Oh, 645. Sound signature review, 645. The OSS HXQD762, this time on Subsonic 300 Blackout. Groundbreaking research, actually. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Fr frankly, it's it, it, we're going to get into it. It's... This might be one of the most important publications in small arms. Um, frankly, even if you don't like OSS, you need to you need to read it if you haven't. It's crazy. It shows some things that you you really didn't know, and I don't think anyone in the industry thought about or knew. So that's interesting. Um, topic two: Welcome to all the new Pew Science members. Um, grassroots support is how we succeed, and there there are continued sightings of the suppression rating in the wild. Um, which is something I want to talk about, which is kind of cool. And that's like really, it's growing to the point where like now people are using it. And that's like really awesome. So let's move into topic one at a time of nine minutes, 58 seconds. All right. Okay. Topic one, sound signature review 645, the OSS HXQD762 on subsonic 300 blackout. I... Man, it's is this is gonna be a lot. Uh, let me, gosh, let me buckle up, fam. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it is. Um, I'm gonna actually. Should I pull up the review? Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the review, so I can kind of reference it as I talk about this because it is. There's so much to talk about. Let's see if I can do it justice. Um, I hope to. So this this data is actually, it really is some of the most insane silencer data I think that has ever been published in history. Um, really, the gravity of this data, the gravity of it is significant. Um, I know a lot of people don't like OSS silencers, uh, which is fine. I, I don't, I really don't care actually what you like um, uh, within reason. But the previous uh, subsonic, um, I'm sorry, the, the previous supersonic 308 review of this silencer was already something never before seen. Okay, no one had ever shown what that review showed, ever. And um, the, the efficacy of the OSS technology in this supersonic flow regime was really something not well understood, even by OSS, okay, even by the manufacturer. They really, I mean, they, they knew what their sensor was doing, kind of, but they really didn't understand it as well as they did after they saw this data. You know, Pew Science characterized it. You know, I, I, I did that. For you back in Sound Signature Review 641, you know, that was that was four publications ago. Okay, so it was a little bit ago. So if you go back to 
it was um, there was a podcast episode where I talked about it. So that would be episode 60. Episode 60 back in late April. Okay, you can hear me talk about this same silencer on Supersonic 308. All right, so that was seven episodes ago. Because, <laughs> yeah, this is today's episode 67. So that was seven episodes ago. So over, you know, whatever, however much me talking that was, but uh, time flies. So um, Pew Science members, uh, followers, uh, enthusiasts, all of you who have been keeping up with this research, remember how when, when I released the supersonic data for this silencer, many OSS owners felt vindicated, didn't they? So they were like, I mean, they were telling folks, I saw it on forums. Uh, I mean, I, I, I read the comments. I see it. You know, I, I'm everywhere. I just don't, I, just because I don't comment on something doesn't mean I'm not there. I see it. Um, they were, they're like, I told you, I told you so. Like, you know, I told you my silencer is not as loud. You know, yeah, I, I told you it didn't sound bad on my gun. You know, I told you they have super low back pressure. You know, I told you they're not affecting my weapon function. Like they were like the told you so crew. And why is that? Why, why is there a told you so crew when something happens? Well, it's because some, someone feels vindicated because no one was listening to them. No one was listening to these people. Like people were saying something and for whatever reason, other people were saying, yeah, you're lying. And there were a lot of people saying to something. And it's weird. Like whenever I see something like that, I don't care what it is. If, 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 if something that is discoverable not like a speculation or a political thing, but if something's like a concrete phenomena and there's a bunch of people saying something and then everyone has the same story and then a bunch of people come to them and say, you know, you're full of it. Like that's always a red flag to me because it's like, well, well, that whole entire group of people can't be in cahoots lying. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, right? So like there's something to it. So those people... All those enthusiastic owners of the sponsors, they were correct. Turns out, turns out they were correct. Okay. They trusted their instincts. They stuck to their guns or, you know, uh, bad pun. I didn't mean that. They stuck, they stuck to their convictions um, and they knew what they heard. The suppression rating confirmed what they heard. The suppression rating is user verifiable. Okay. Here are the, here are the facts. Um, A. The OSS HXQD 7.62 on a 20-inch 308 bolt-action rifle sounds a little quieter or more pleasing to the ear than a cute trash panda. Okay, that's verified by Pew Science. That is, that is on the website in black and white, well, and other colors that I use for waveforms, frankly. I don't use many, but it's mostly in black and white. Okay, uh, B, point number two, the back pressure of the OSS HXQD 7.62 in the supersonic flow regime is low, very low. Okay, this is now also verified by Pew Science in the waveforms. You can see the rise time to maximum po uh, peak positive phase impulse. Um, in that review back in the day, uh, review 641, four publications ago, you can go um, back way back when, in the before times. No, it's not that long ago. You can go down back there and say, yeah, it, the, ome the omega metric, uh, another a metric that Pew Science has developed for you to quantify this stuff, put it all in perspective. The omega metric for that sensor is super low. Nobody who shoots them disagrees because it's right. The data's right. Okay. It's a little bit quieter than a trash panda with supersonic and has low back pressure. Two unequivocal factual conclusions presented objectively, verified by users around the country. Boom. Okay. That's it. Boom. Okay. I mean, that's it. That's it. 
So, let me get a drink of water. <laughs> so, the feed, and that being said, the feedback from the OSS supersonic data was so significant, so numerous, so widely proliferated, really, that, that folks started asking and postulating about 300 blackout. Okay, because this this is that this is that thirty caliber silencer craze. Well, oh man, if I buy a thirty caliber silencer, I can use it on uh, three hundred eight and three hundred wind mag and three hundred blackout and five hundred six and oh, I'm just gonna get one silencer and it's gonna be so great. And that's what people do, right? So the first thing they do is like, well, what about three hundred blackout? I mean, these people are so intrigued with the data, you know, so intrigued with the idea that they could have super low, super low back pressure and still experience some level of suppression. So they started thinking, oh my God, well, if I can do that, what else can I do with the silencer, right? I mean, after all, like when you think about it, like many folks who are looking for low back pressure are doing so for an AR-15 with high firing schedules. So that they're not necessarily looking for the quietest thing just because of the environments in which they're shooting with, you know, a lot of times they have hearing protection on. So like, well, I care about sound, but I don't care about it that much. And so they're, they're, they start to rationalize their needs because they don't really understand sound. And, and so they're, they're, they start to get into this and they're like, well, you know, they're kind of under the impression that for some reason the AR-15 platform will always be loud. And so, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves today um, on this episode, but I will say those folks, they do need to pump the brakes a little bit, and, and, and they also need to keep listening to what I'm saying right now regarding 300 blackout, okay? So particularly subsonic 300 blackout, okay? So because it's, it, it's a different animal right now, and we need, we need to talk about why. Someone on Reddit, someone on Reddit, they, um, when I released this latest subsonic 300 blackout data for the OSS silencer, they remarked that I had warned, quote unquote, warned folks that the performance was different with subsonic ammunition. But they didn't realize the gravity of what I had meant. Uh, I'm paraphrasing what the gentleman said, but he's basically saying he didn't, he basically saying in so many words, I, I kind of told you guys, but I didn't, but he didn't understand like how serious I was. Well, it's true. Because it wasn't so much of a warning as it was a caution. I wanted to caution folks from drawing conclusion conclusions from a silencer sound suppression performance across the spectrum from one flow regime test. Okay, when I talk about different flow regimes, I'm primarily talking about supersonic rifle versus subsonic rifle. If you want to get really technical, there are more there are more differences than just velocity. Okay, in the in the 762 by 51 NATO round and the subsonic 762 by 35, which is 300 blackout. Okay, um, there are things to look at and consider like um, combustion duration. Okay, that influences the behavior of weapon systems in general. Combustion dura duration, not only pressure, influences the behavior of the weapon system. Uh, many times, you know. That being said, I would say. Many times, velocity and duration are somewhat proportional due to the envelope of small arms and the way that small arms work. There's only some, so, many, so many ways a, a cartridge works. So they go hand in hand, at least for the cases under discussion here. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I wanted to caution people that in order to provide some semblance of sound suppression performance with super low back pressure, the OSS design had to rely on certain mechanisms to work. 
we know it can't maintain a super high mass flow rate or super low flow restriction without simply letting gas through the system. It has, it has to. Okay, at its core design, at its core function, the OSS design, it lets gas out easily, but it, it, it does its absolute best to create the longest path through which the gas must travel. Okay, and on the way, let that gas dump heat out of the flow. Try to reduce the pressure expelled by the system while minimizing the buildup of pressure in the system. That's, I mean, for the length of the silencer, they did all they could. And it works about as well or better than any other silencer that tries to do the same thing from what I've tested and from what I've seen. Like, I don't, I mean, as far as, as far as goals to achieve, I, it looks like they have through many, 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 excuse me, many, many, many iterations of the design. They've achieved a viable solution to the problem. It's a viable solution. It is. And so that's good. That is good. That's why I, I talked, when I talked about this back what did I say, seven episodes ago in episode 60, I said, it, it's, it works. It does what it says. Now, in doing that, in doing that and achieving the performance I showed you way back uh, way back when in Sound Signature Review 641, um, and, uh, you know, and when I, talk, when I talked about in episode 60, well, what do they give up? Well, what do you give up in making the, it work with supersonic ammo? Well, OSS gave up trapping gas. Remember, like the, I, I just I just explained that. Like you, they don't want pressure buildup. They don't want to, the flow to have to stop and think about coming out of the silencer. They just want it to take the longest path possible without slowing it down too much. Directly, if you're going to do that, what happens when the flow moves slower? Bruh, 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 <laughs> bro. So my one of my gym friends were. Sorry, I'm like crossing worlds. Um, what happens when you use the same path to move gas and and the gas just can't occupy the entire path uh, dynamically? Okay. In the supersonic 308 test, the cavities of the OSS sensor were overwhelmed with gas. I mean, you th there was high pressure flow it, and it acted aggressively for, and for a long duration. Every time part of the silencer pressurized, it was immediately relieved and flowed, immediately forcing the gas through the channels to dump its energy, immediately reducing the peak magnitude of overpressure that would be seen out at the end. I mean, you were exercising every little bit of that silencer. You really were. I mean, it was really being pressurized. You were, you were just like, it was completely, it was, it was just working. The, the, the channels are just sized right for that flow velocity to just be really efficient. Okay. But in the subsonic flow regime with less momentum for the gas, less total gas too, because it's a smaller case in different, it's a different burn rate um, for a shorter amount of time. Um, I mean, with subsonic 300 blackout, the OSS system just doesn't get up to pressure nearly as quickly. Um, I mean, the, the flow occupies the silencer cavities at a different rate, and not as much of the silencer can interact with the gas flow. Okay, so instead, in order to reduce the amplitude of pressure coming out of the silencer, you would have to create turbulence to, to just stop it and keep it in there longer. 
all right? But you can't. You can't with this design. The sensor wants to let the gas out fast, and the gas didn't enter the sensor fast enough to pressurize it. So so now it's like hot, a hot dog through a hallway. Um, I mean, it's a really crude way to say it, but like the gas just comes out, you know, even it comes out on more unimpeded than with supersonic flow. The, the, the sensor flows so well, you need to move faster to stop, to, to not stop, but to restrict gas flow by putting it through pads, letting it travel, stripping heat. If you don't go fast enough, it just doesn't, it, the, the gas just doesn't, it just doesn't move fast enough through the system and when the the, the when you heat, when you strip the heat it's not as efficient it just it it's not exercising the amount of surface area over time that the supersonic flow is i mean this is all time dependent it's so weird it's it's like and and you can see it in the data and that's the that's that's the really crazy part of this. Like, it'd be one thing if you could speculate about it. Because pie in the sky, it sounds good, right? Excuse me, I need water. Pie in the sky, it sounds good. <clears throat> like, you you say, oh, well, that makes sense. But you, you can see it in the data. So the gas actually gets out of the OSS silencer really fast with subsonic flow the the precursor flow is visible in the data okay it's it's crazy to give you an idea how much you need higher pressure with the oss go back to the science or sound standard at the very beginning the not the reviews but the science or sound standard okay the very beginning and look at the unsuppressed 22 long rifle subsonic waveform Okay, I, I, I can see it in my mind, so I'm just going to describe it to you. If you haven't seen it, you don't remember it, go back to it. Remember how the first peak of that waveform, it was precursor flow, okay? That was the air column in the barrel getting pushed out by the bullet. That's a pressure wave in front of the bullet, okay? The reason you can see that is because there's no shock. Because remember, below the speed of sound in the medium, the molecules can talk faster than the motion of the disturbance, Okay, because the molecules in a medium communicate at the sound speed in the medium. That's how the whatever the speed of sound is in a medium, like air, that's how fast the molecules can talk to each other. That's the definition of sound speed. So in air, the molecules interact with each other at the speed of sound in air. When you fire a bullet, the bullet moves in the barrel and it compresses the air in front of it and it forces it out of the barrel before the bullet leaves the barrel. Okay. In the subsonic flow regime, you actually see this occur before the muzzle blast, right? Because it's so slow. Okay, the muzzle blast isn't there yet because the muzzle blast is behind the bullet. The air column, the precursor flow is in front of the bullet. Okay, so the precursor flow comes first, hence the prefix pre, <laughs> precursor flow. It's a precursor to the main flow. It's literally the definition. So... Again, in the subsonic flow regime, you, you see this occur before the muzzle blast because it's so slow. And it's so slow, in fact, that you see it come out of the OSS silencer just like you saw it in the unsuppressed 22 long rifle subsonic bolt action waveform in the standard, in the silencer sound standard. You see the same thing. Now, that's crazy. 
that doesn't happen in other silencers. It's basically showing that the OSS silencer allows subsonic 300 blackout to, to share some immediate characteristics with unsuppressed gunfire. I mean, it's not nearly as loud as unsuppressed, but it's certainly not quiet. But do you understand? Like, I'm, I really want to make, drive this point home. Do you understand here that the if if you if you cannot if this silencer doesn't work to its potential below a certain pressure threshold, and one of the main phenomena in early time of a subsonic flow is precursor flow at low pressure. Well, that that low pressure flow, that precursor flow pulse, it just goes through the silencer. Like the silencer is like, it's like, oh, okay, I'll just go through here. And that right there alone, out of all this data in this review, that and I and I, I know I'm not even giving you figure references. What figure is that in? Let me scroll down. Oh, it's in figure one. <laughs> okay, I didn't skip that far. It's in figure one, dude. Look at figure one. You've never seen that before. No one has ever 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 shown you this ever anybody anybody in the history of the world no one's ever shown you this no one's done it no, no oss hasn't done, hasn't measured this how do i know that well because i know that so um yeah i mean there's more but that's the first thing that i wanted to talk about okay Pre precursor flow Plainly visible before the bullet leaves the silencer. That's the first time you've seen it. All those holes in the end. All those holes in the end of the silencer, the, the, the letting out the precursor flow. Okay? And that's crazy. It really is. How are we doing on time? About half an hour in? Okay, that's fine. <clears throat> so, that's not all. Let's continue looking on. Let's let, let's Let's continue with that. Let's let's stop talking in the abstract. Okay, let let's get quantitative. Okay, so go to the review if you haven't, and in just check check out Figure One. Go to Figure One, like I'm just talking about. It's in the very beginning of the review. Now, you see the internal combustion in the silencer. It's cool, right? You you've you've noticed I've been talking about that lately, right? Well, that's 121.1 dB, even before the precursor flow gets out. Okay, it's reasonable, makes sense, not in line with anything crazy. We've seen internal combustion around in, in that in that loudness regime. Not not crazy. Now you get precursor flow start to vent. Okay, you get the air column the air column gets pushed out of the barrel by the bullet and it's already coming out of the silencer. This is crazy time. This is crazy time. This is it's insane. It's insane that you see that. If you click to make the figure bigger, you can you can make it out better. It's labeled. I labeled it all for you. Um, then then you see you see its peak. You see it peak. You see this precursor flow advance, and then it peaks. It it kind of double. It, it's 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 there's a lot of it. One hundred thirty four point nine dB. That's not even muzzle blast, dude. And what's really crazy? That's not the bullet. That's not the bullet coming out of the silencer. Okay, that is the apex of the air column. The apex of precursor flow out of the silencer right before the bullet comes out. Like, what in the actual F, dude? Then you get a super huge event. Like, then it goes crazy. If you look at the waveform, you're going to see something insane. Muzzle blast. And it's almost free-flowing muzzle blast, frankly. I mean, 
it, it's literally right behind the bullet and the boom oh man it doesn't come out hard 155.8 db muzzle blast in a in a pretty textbook shockwave okay so that my friends that my friends is aggressive muzzle blast shock from a subsonic round through a silencer the likes of which has never been seen in the history of small arms data acquisition Okay, I, I, again, I know this. I know for a fact that OSS is not examining their, their data like this. So that means that I know for a fact that unless the government labs are testing these, no one has seen this before. So you guys are the first ones in the world other than me to see this. Okay, you are seeing groundbreaking data. This is literally the first time decoupled precursor flow and muzzle blast shock from subsonic ammunition through a silencer has been observed. And not only have I shown it to you in pressure space, we're just looking at pressure space right now, dude. Like, I have the impulse space data, too. It's incredible, really. It is. And it is it's truly incredible. Not only is the data clean and incredible, but the phenomenon even occurring is incredible. The fact that this happens is incredible. How on earth does a silencer even do this? How can it be so loud when the cartridge, when the cartridge is quieter than the... the, the how much how much louder can it be? How how can it be so loud compared to 308 with when when the subsonic 300 blackout is a, is a quieter cartridge than supersonic 308? How can that be? Well, I told I told you why. A little while ago, it's because the OSS silencer needs to be pressurized. It has to be. I said this in the article. There's a threshold of pressurization that must occur for the OSS design to be viable. For it to enjoy any reasonable amount of efficiency, it must be exercised with high-pressure flow. So without that, the efficiency drops drastically to the point that it basically ceases to become a silencer eventually. And that's the crazy part of it. The OSS silencer, I would say, therefore, therefore, and we, we might start to coin some terms. I'm kind of proud of this because we, we're coining terms that's never been, never been said before. The OSS may be a truly pressure-dependent design. Okay? This is, a, this is a groundbreaking conclusion from Pew Science. You have never heard this before. You've never been told this. You've never known it before I showed you this data. The only people who have known this are people that have shot the silencer. OSS knew that it worked better, and they didn't really like it on subsonic rounds. And OSS owners know that because they don't like it on subsonic rounds. Okay, this is again a case showing the validity of the suppression rating. User verifiable. Owners of OSS silencers all remark that subsonic 300 blackout sucks and supersonic cartridges are not bad. Okay, this is because of the phenomenon that I'm discussing. So how far apart are they? You know, I usually start these podcasts when I talk, when I talk or these topics about these silencers. What I, I usually start these things with a bottom line up front. Um, but this time, my bottom line up front was this, this data is incredible, not the rating. Because, I, I mean, the science is loud. Okay, so I'll, let's talk about it, though. Let's compare the suppression ratings. So the first, supersonic 308, last time, on 20-inch barrel, we had a 35.1 overall rating. That's 27.1 at the muzzle, 34 at the ear. Subsonic 300 blackout, this time with an 8-inch barrel, so way shorter barrel, Smaller cartridge, sub, slower cartridge, 33.8 overall. So, okay, a little bit lower rating. 28.2 at the muzzle, so very close at the muzzle, and 31.8 at the ear, down from 34 at the ear with the supersonic 308. Crazy, right? 
the muzzle ratings are almost the same, dude. The muzzle ratings are almost the same. The ear rating is higher on the 308. But I mean, also, you need to keep in mind that the silencer is further away from your head um, on the 308 because of the 20-inch barrel versus the 8-inch barrel for the 300 blackout. So you keep that in mind. Don't read too much into the ear numbers because you the, the host is different. So, um, you know, when you see the muzzle rating being almost exactly the same, on, on two vastly different cartridges, you have to ask yourself, like, what's going on? So, I mean, if you if you want to see, actually, I did create a figure. Um, I'm going to skip around, but I've created a figure in this review, a figure seven, after the after comparing all the 300 blackout subsonic data with all the silencers. I, I in figure six, I went to figure seven, and I I can I showed you selected silencers with both 300 blackout subsonic and. 308 supersonic together so you can get a feel and when you look at that one you see the oss you're, you're gonna be like whoa why are they so similar it's like well i just told you why hold on water i've been talking a lot because of the activities i had to participate in over the past week so <clears throat> my voice is going pardon me so yeah so i mean it's shown there in figure seven now the bottom line is that the silencer almost sounds the same with a normal length supersonic 308 platform and a short barrel subsonic 300 blackout platform. Okay, do you want me to say that again? The bottom line is that the, the bottom line is that the OSS silencer almost sounds the same when you reduce the load. Like you get 308, 308 supersonic, super powerful round, 20 inch barrel, hunting rifle you're shooting it you get a mini fix short barrel subsonic ammo it's like sounding the same as you were on 308 you're like what is happening like what tarnation okay i mean so after explaining all this you're like well, Jay, I mean, we understand this. I mean, it makes so much sense. You explained to us that the silencer, you know, it has to get up to pressure. So it's easy to see that, you know, the gas came out too easily. Subsonic flow, the shock load was immediate. And it's loud. We get it. Thanks. And yes, you're right. You are right. You understand that. I think I've explained it. You understand it, I think. But how do you think I was able to tell you that? What if you just look at the sound pressure? Have you done that? What if you just looked at the sound pressure waveforms? What if you just compare those? Would you immediately see the difference in sound? Or the similarity in sound? What if you looked at them? What if you just looked at them? Excellent question. Because you're in luck. I compared the exact thing in the review for you. I did this for you because this is very, this is like, this is the climax. This is like, oh, like you're about to, your, your mind, you're, I'm about to blow your mind. It blew. It, 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 it's everyone who's seen this. Their mind gets blown because it. This flies in the face of everything you've been told by everybody that has given you sponsor data in the history of the world. Okay. Check out figure eight. It's it's public. This is public for everyone to see. This is on the internet, dude. This is not secret. This is not only for members. I I did I did this like this so I could show everybody. I don't want, oh, Jay charges for his data. No, I don't charge for my data. You you contribute because you want it to keep going. Don't get it twisted. That, okay. Jay charges for... People, you know what? I'm going to take a detour for a second. People who complain that Pew Science has a membership don't understand silencers. 
I'm full stop. Like, I'm sorry. Like if you if you're complaining that like you don't even know the gravity, like you don't like just okay, buckle up. Buckle up. Figure eight. Uh, seriously, I don't have time this week to like deal with these people. I've read some stuff. I'm just like, relax. Like these guys are like not even worth responding to sometimes in the stuff they say. So you look at figure eight, figure eight A, figure eight B. Yes. Now you're about to get down and dirty and see why Peak DB will lie to you. It will it completely and utterly worthless to look at Peak DB. It's almost comical. It's almost comical how how <laughs> how not useful it is. And now, now you have absolute proof, absolute, absolute proof for you. It, it's been verified. It's been verified by all the OSS owners and OSS themselves. You, you know, you know the muzzle suppression ratings are similar. You know 300 blackout is lower energy overall. And now look at figure 8A. 300 blackout has higher pressure than three-way through the silencer at the muzzle. Look at it. Look at it. It's not by a little bit, guys. Are you listening? I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious as a heart attack right now. It's not by a little bit that 300 blackout has a higher sound pressure. 300 blackout during first round pop is sitting at 155.8 dB, and it's and it looks and it and it's shaped like a shock load. 308 is sitting at 151.7 dB, and the load has some rise time to it. To peak, you see that? That's what in 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 transient analysis, in blast load analysis, and and this is another thing these people in these forums. I saw some, there's a third on RFCOM right now with some people that they they only, it's like they don't know like in blast load analysis what we call what we call the black curve in Figure Eight A. That's a curve with rise time. Okay, the figure the the, the curve that's red we call that a shock. Okay, these are not terms that Pew Science made up. This is this is like established phenomenology of of, of transients. Like this is not something that I, I dabble in for fun. This is like part of my career <laughs> that I've built. <laughs> you know, longer than most of, than the people that argue about it have even known what a silencer is. Okay. So um again. 300 blackout, 155.8 dB subsonic. 308 supersonic, 151.7. Different wave shapes. Rise time with the 308, shock load with a subsonic 300 blackout. Let it sink in. It's a huge deal. Now let's talk about how big a deal it is and what that what those numbers mean. You know how big a difference 155.8 and 151.7 dB are? It's a huge difference. Forget about dB. Look at it in Pascal's. You have the the, the vertical axis is in Pascal's for a reason because it's a because it's a linear unit. Twelve hundred and thirty three Pascal's versus seven hundred and sixty nine Pascal's. Okay, <clears throat> that shows you that three hundred blackout subsonic out of this silencer has 60 percent more sound pressure out of this silencer than supersonic three hundred eight. Sixty percent more in first round pop. Through the OSS HXQD762. 60% more peak sound pressure. Going from, from supersonic to, to subsonic 300 blackout. 
Supersonic 308, not not Supersonic 300 Blackout, but Supersonic 308 to Subsonic 300 Blackout. Have you ever, ever, ever been told that by anyone, ever, anywhere? Anyway, uh, Sonic Shop, Hanson Brothers, uh, Thunder Beast, anyone with a pulse, um, any uh, NFA talk, uh, who, who measures science? Uh, Mr. Guns and Gear, anyone with a meter, any YouTuber, name one of them. Who's told you this? Who's shown you this? Who's shown you this data? Nobody. Why? Why haven't they shown it to you? Could it be that they don't know what silencer data looks like? Well, I mean, sur- surely they would have shown. Surely, surely, if they've if they're testing silencers honestly, they would have no problem showing you the fact that there would be higher peak sound pressure with subsonic three hundred blackout. Then it's, surely they'd be able to explain it. Because I mean, they use peak dB. So surely, if that's right, then they would show you that they, they, they surely, surely, if the single peak dB data meant something, they would show it to you. Surely, I mean, that's what they show you for all the other silencers. Why aren't they showing you for, for this one? Where's their data? Where's their data? Okay. No, they haven't shown it to you and they're not going to. And this isn't a fluke, bro. This is not a fluke. It's more than just first round pop. It's more. It's in all the waveforms. This doesn't just, this isn't like, oh, that's a weird event. Ho ho, that's two different tests. Can't compare those. Bullshit. The, uh, this is in, um, this is in one day, same session, same silencer. Okay. I did it like that just so, just so I could avoid the argument, even though I don't need to test on the same day because I know how to test. But, all these people were all argue, so I wanted them to see this, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it so undeniably. So there's, so there's, there's literally, they can try. You can try to argue. I want you. I want you to pick it apart. Why do you think I publish all the waveforms? Look at them. I want you to zoom in. Zoom in on it. This is raw data, bro. It's the best. It's the best in the world. All the day. It's all in the waveforms. PewScience.com. Both reviews. It's there. Okay, 641 and 645. It's there. It's free. It's free. It's on the internet. It's on the internet. Okay? All right. All right. So let's let's uh let's let so is is are we done? No, we're not done. I just told you 300 blackout subsonic has 60% higher sound pressure than 308 supersonic out of the end cap and the silencer. Now I'm going to tell you that that doesn't even matter because they're both pretty much the same sounding and the 300 blackout is just a little quieter at the muzzle actually despite being 60% higher in, in pressure and how about them apples so now some of you are like whoa whoa jay is this why you say peak db doesn't matter yes but wait there's more now look at figure 8b figure 8b impulse area under the pressure curve plotted separately I do it in every single review ever. In fact, it's since Sound, sound Signature Review 6.1, I've been doing it for you. 300 Blackout has way lower impulse. Bro. Brosif. Broham. Bruh. 300 Blackout has way lower impulse. Way lower. Could that explain why the peak sound pressure isn't as important in this case? Uh, you bet your sweet butt. Of course, it ex- it explains it. It's a di- look at the shape of the impulse curve. Look at it. Look at the black one. That's the supersonic. Look at the 300 blackout subsonic. Hmm. Doesn't get as high, and then it, the decay is completely different. Hmm. I wonder why. I wonder why. Okay. 
Does peak sound pressure matter? Not always. Does peak impulse matter? Not always. Are there other factors that matter too? Oh yes, definitely. The suppression rating takes into account many factors, but what you need to know is that who, if whoever you are getting silencer data from is only using one parameter, like only one parameter, like peak sound pressure, you're flying blind. You may as well just flip a coin and close your eyes, man. Not only is their pressure not worth considering in a vacuum, like, it's probably wrong anyway, dude. They're, this is probably wrong. They're not even sampling fast enough anyway, so they're probably not even measuring it right mechanically. So you got to question what they're even... It's not probably not even correctly instrumented test. Their, their microphones probably aren't even positioned right, frankly. Like, it, like, if someone... Like, that's what... that And that's how deep this goes. And people... And I'm, I'm really driving this point home because there are people... Like in the in this weird these re, weird niche like anonymous people in these forums that talk about silencers that like they criticize things and like they don't it's like they don't understand th- why do you think I publish all the data to show a pedigree who else in the history in the history of small arms has shown has shown you anything remotely close to the pedigree of this nobody. Why? You have to ask yourself why. Well, it's because they're not qualified to. Okay? So if they if they if if you see these plots on in this in this and in, in these tests and you see the results and they're undeniable. I mean, you can't fake this. Like it's impossible. I mean, it's not impossible, but it'd be stupid. I mean, like who's going to spend time faking? They're like, "Why would you?" <laughs> there's like absolutely no reason to fake this like there's no vested interest there's no reason to like at first people were like oh well he's probably just in bed with oss because he showed their sponsor did well well then i published this well where are those people now oh well now he's showing it's bad because um he wants to show balance and he's really like really like at first, like it's funny like and there's people like oh well he he just he gets paid for product placement product placement Dude, what are you talking about? Like, this is literally unfiltered raw data. Like, (laughs) I don't even understand. It's almost like it must be that, you know, when people say things like that, it must be that they they work for a company. Um, and I think they do. I think the people like that, they work. and, And that's why, you know, you don't see those comments on the website. You notice that, right? And, I, and for those of you who have been listening for a while, you might remember me saying this. Like, there's a reason why I have a website. It's not necessarily because I, like, I don't want to share it with people and I, like, don't want to use social media like YouTube, for example. Like, it's not necessarily. I don't really have anything against YouTube. Um, it's because y- when you get go on those platforms, the anonymous people come out of the woodwork and they do astroturfing. So like they're hired by companies and they're in cahoots with dealers. Like there's silencer dealers. There's a there's a couple silencer dealers in the United States that have people that post under screen names that are um, covert and they think I don't know, um, but I do. And and they post on forums and they they're in bed with them. There's a couple of dealers that are actually in bed with um, silencer manufacturers, um, and they think I don't know, but I do. Um, and so they talk about, you know, they talk about this, they talk about that, they pretend to like it and they, they, it's, it's all transparent. These people don't, it it doesn't, um, it doesn't affect Pew Science. Pew Science is on its own domain, you see. And so they can't, 
um, and they can't control it, and it drives them crazy. It drives them absolutely up the wall because you can't. There's no comments on the reviews. You can comment. Anyone can comment on these reviews on the website, but they don't. They don't. Why? Well, because then I know who they were. You see how that works? So now that what is this review review six forty five? There's forty five articles on the website. There's almost 50 articles now, like in-depth test reports. So now what's happening? Well, now well now it's completely un, not undeniable because I've swept out I've swept out a data set that I mean it's, is it every silencer? No. Is it every host? Of course not. It's only a few. But what have I done? Well, I've created I've created a pedigree showing a gamut of not only a range of suppression but a range of flow restriction and back pressure. And both suppression and back pressure are user verifiable with weapon systems and, and human ear. So now, now everything's been validated by the community. So here we are. It's here now. And and now you see the people, they're not so loud anymore. Are they? They're quiet. It took how how long did this take? It's it's June twenty second of twenty twenty one. You remember when I started? So yeah, it took about a year and a half. It's interesting. It's a little bit faster than I thought it would take um, for those people. I mean, they're still behind the scenes. They're trying to, they're, you wouldn't believe what they're trying to do right now. Um, it's, you'll see some stuff in the future. Well, that, you know, they're going to try to duplicate it and that's fine. You know, let them try to test and do stuff like this, but they're, it's, they're going to, See, because what they want to do, what the people in the industry aren't—they're—they're they're not telling consumers this, but what they, what they tell other people, is what they want to do, is they want to be able to um, compute the suppression rating themselves, and they want to be able to because they don't want it's like so because you know that they see that it works. And I'm like, that's great. You should you should definitely try. <laughs> but what they don't understand is in the history of silencer testing, in over the past almost three decades now. Um, manufacturers and dealers that put out results, they they can't be trusted, and so that's why you have to have a third party, and that's at the crux of it. So as long as I'm able, and um, and as long as you're you're interested in the data, I'll, I'm going to continue to publish it. Okay, so I don't want to get too far off track from the OSS stuff, but, and I hate, and it's almost, it sucks. It, it does suck a little bit for OSS that I'm kind of using them as an example. <laughs> I'm using this, I'm, I'm basically, I'm basically using them as an example of why you've been lied to for decades. Um, and um, it's okay. It's like it's not like they have a bad silencer. I mean, like overall, is the OSS HXQD seven six two worth it to you? I mean, it depends. It really does. Like, what are you doing with it? I mean, if 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 you want to use it with subsonic three hundred blackout, I would highly encourage you to listen to this podcast again and read the review and think about it. Think about it really carefully because the data shows the silencer is super niche, dude. It does. It, if if it's the only silencer you have, 
and you use it for your high-pressure non-adjustable gas gun, like an AK, a Tavor, some weird bullpup. Like, I don't know. You guys have all kinds of guns you like. Everyone has their own thing. You know what I mean? Like, if it's what you love, and you also, you want to use it on subsonic 300 blackout 2 out of a short barrel, well, cool, man. Go nuts. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. Like, you, you have a silencer. Like, use it. But if you're buying a new silencer, like, purposely to use it on subsonic 300 blackout, and I would highly encourage you to read the review, look at the data. And if you have any questions, I'd be glad to help you out. Shoot me an email, tech at pewscience.com. If there's something in, the, in this data set it, or in any data set that I've published and you have a question about it and you're, like, you're having trouble interpreting it, dude, email me. I do respond. I mean, some of you have sent me some emails in the past few days. I've been out of pocket. I'm sorry. I have not had a chance to respond. In fact, some of you, I sent you emails. I sent you welcome emails to PewScience because you joined and you... You responded to me, and I just I saw your responses. I did. I haven't responded again because I've been out of pocket. Sometimes that happens. But believe me, if you guys have questions, if you have any questions, reach out. I I I'm the mission of this is education and and, and advancing the state of practice. That's the difference. That's the difference between what I'm doing and what people have done before. Everyone else has agendas, man. They really do. They're like, well, I'm just going to sell silencers, and then they test silencers, and they work for a dealer. Or they work for a manufacturer and they test silencers and they publish the data. And I use the term publish loosely, but they put it on YouTube. And you think that's for like, you think that's for you? You think that's for the community or do you think it's for the company selling the silencers? Well, it's for the company selling the silencers, whether that's the manufacturer or the dealer. That's what it is. They, they actually, some of these people in their, like, in their little bio, in their social media accounts, they say things like, real world metering data for their science. What does that even mean? No, it's not. It's not. Suppression rating is real world. The suppression rating is real real world metering data because it actually captures how the silencers sound. That's a real world. The other stuff is just make-believe time. It's, it's fa- fairy dust time. It's it's uh, Let's play with stuffed animals on, on Saturday morning with Saturday morning cartoon time. It's Mickey Mouse stuff. Okay, so... Forget it. It's it's not even and it's it's not even worth it's it seriously, like if you go on YouTube, I'm sure there's like way cooler videos you could watch. Yeah, I'm 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 getting tired of it, man. It's like <laughs> I'm kinda of losing my <laughs> my mind right now because it's like it's like uh you know, it's like oh my god, like really? Like are we still talking about that stuff? So yeah. Um if you the the mission of this is education. It really is. Um and I'm scrolling through the review, re- review right now because I don't want to. Oh, okay. You know what? That's what I. I don't want to like forget to talk about something because there's so much to talk about with the actual data phenomena. Um, but if you actually, if you look at Figure Six, we can talk about it really quick. It's a figure with all the subsonic performance you've seen so far, right? It's all the subsonic um, reviews. Not much to say other than the the OSS is louder than all the ones shown. It just is. That really shows it. When you look at that graphic, you're like, whoa, like <laughs> OSS definitely louder on Subsonic 300 Blackout. It is, man. It's just like undeniable. Um, it makes sense after all the stuff I've told you. Now, l- but let's talk about balanced design and efficiency. Okay, that's that's actually something I want to talk about. Balanced design and efficiency. And it's not efficiency like some manufacturers on Instagram like to talk about efficiency. Like um, they say, some of these guys say, what do they say? They say, um, our silencer is efficient because it's this diameter. 
blah, blah. Like, it's this small. Like, no, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's like, let's talk about real efficiency. Uh, performance metric efficiency, not imaginary efficiency, backed by no data. Okay, let's talk about real data. Look at figure seven. This is real data. Suppression rating. The amount of real data packed into every suppression rating metric is so insane. It's so insane compared to the other silencer data you'll see on the internet or YouTube. Like, look, the suppression rating is the neutron star of silencer data. It's so dense. It's so dense with data that only a teaspoon, only a teaspoon of suppression rating is heavier than the entire catalog of silencer metering videos on every single YouTube gun channel combined. That's how much, that analogy, that's how much it means, the suppression rating, one number, one means compared to everything else. Because that's how many, that's the density gradient of the data. That's how much data goes into computing it. All right? Like, actually, before I go to figure seven, I want to do, that's a, that's a good point. Scroll up. Scroll up to any pressure figure in the entire review. Act, you know, in the entire review, there's millions of points on in this review. Millions. Millions. The other silencer testers, what do they give you? They give you one point. One. I'm giving a point every microsecond. Well, which point are they giving you? Ask them. That's one thing you could do. Ask them where the, where the point. I saw a guy, uh, I don't even want to say the manufacturer's name. I saw it before I started recording this podcast. Like people tagged me in it and people sent it to me. Some guy just made a 50 BMG silencer. Okay, fine. I hope it doesn't blow up and kill somebody. Um, he made this 50 BMG silencer and in the and in the uh, Instagram post, he put it's 130 something whatever uh, DB at the ear. Oh, it is? Are you sure? Well, that point, where where is that point? Where's that data point? Tell me. Show me the show me the pressure waveform and then show me where in time it occurs. Is it well what is the shape of your pressure curve like? Is it a shock load? At the ear? Cuz if it's a shock load at the ear, that's going to be a bad day for you, right? Well, what's the impulse? How long is it occurring? Well, is there rise time to it? How'd you measure it? Where were you? Okay, none of these questions are ever going to be answered. So you, I mean, these are rhetorical, sadly. So like, that's another thing. It's like one point. Oh, it's 134. It is? 134? Where? You sure? Let me see that, what that is. 134. Actually, you know what? I'm actually going to, I'm going to go on social, because I want to get the exact number, because I want to tell you how many Pascals it is. Hold up. I'm going to go to my DMs right now on Instagram, because I have like 100 people sent to me. Oh, I might have deleted it. <laughs> oh, no, here it is. I like to, sometimes I delete messages that make, they make me so mad. Okay, um, shooter's right ear, SPL. He's an acronym, SPL. Sound pressure level, 134.3 dB. Okay, that's fine. 134.3 dB. thirty. I already forgot it. 134.3 dB. Okay. 134.3 dB. That's 103.8 Pascals. Right? 103, 103.8 Pascals. Okay, let's go to the OSS review. 103.8 Pascals. Okay. Okay. 103 point... Okay, so that... That... That is quieter 
at the ear, then the precursor flow uh, coming out of the OSS silencer with the subsonic 300 blackout before the muzzle blast leaves. Right? Go to figure one. Go to figure one of the review. Go to figure one uh, of this OSS review, and you have... Um, you have, I, I, you know how I, I, I showed you four significant events, and um, the third one was it says prior to muzzle blast exit peak precursor flow is measured to reach a peak of 134.9 dB. This guy's saying 134.3 dB. So his average sound pressure, he's saying at the shooter's ear with a 50 bmg silencer with a 50 bmg, 50 bmg. You know how you know how big a 50 bmg uh, round is, right? He's saying that at the shooter's ear has a lower sound pressure than uh, the, the precursor flow out of the OSS with Sonic 300 blackout from Minifix. That's what he's saying. My my my, my number is is on a is is on, is on a continuous uh, waveform plot with a with a sample point every microsecond. His number is in an Instagram post on a 50 BMG rifle, and then and so those of you with 50 BMG rifles. I encourage you to wait until Pew Science tests 50 BMG because we will. Okay, we're already getting equipment for it. So um, I encourage you to to also realize that 50 BMG cartridge is not um, the the risk of traumatic brain injury by shooting the 50 BMG uh, cartridge is non-zero. Um, the actual overpressure waveforms for unsuppressed uh, 50 BMG, like we measure those in the PSI range, not in the Pascal range okay this is like very very um, high pressure um, and when you suppress it you better be sure you better be um, double dog dare sure you <laughs> triple sure that your silencer doesn't come apart and kill you or you or the guy in the bay next to you okay because you're setting off a bomb in it okay 50 bmg is not it's not 308 it's not 300 wind mag. Okay, it's it's way bigger and and things things fail and people die. So let's let's not um, play with it and then tell consumers that oh they have a, a hundred <laughs> they have a sound pressure at the ear on their super um, dangerous weapon. You know you you know law enforcement people shoot this and and like literally have to worry about traumatic brain injury. And so you're gonna what you're gonna and and who 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 shoots BM fifty BMG? Well, a lot of times it's not a lot of consumers. Some consumers do, but a lot of like law enforcement does. And sometimes they look for silencers to protect themselves, to protect their hearing, to protect the hearing of their team. What you're gonna go telling them that they can get sub one thirty four dB at the ear with your come on, dude, don't that anger. And that's why I brought it up on the podcast. And I'm not I'm not gonna say the the company's name because they don't deserve to be named. Because saying stuff like that's not right, and they're just they're just doing it because they they want to sell you stuff. And I don't care. Like when people say, "Oh, well, they're so cool, they're so nice," it's like I don't care if they're nice, dude. They're if they're doing that, like they don't. This irresponsible. It's irresponsible. All right, it's not right. And you 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 have enough reference data now. You can start to compare. So when someone tells you, go to the plots on pewscience.com and the reviews go to the figure ones where i like label a lot and so you can and this is what i this is why i show you the pedigree and this is why i show you how the how i show you how the gunshot out of the silencer sounds and what each event is and i label it 
so that you can know what the magnitude of those types of events are. Like not the perfect magnitude every time, but but the roundabout, like the, the, the ballpark, right? It gives you a ballpark. And it also, I feel like it helps you understand how Pascal's are a linear scale and decibels are a logarithmic scale. That's in the silencer sound standard, but I feel like it when it's in context with context with silencer events, like in figure one, you get a better feel for it. And you're like, oh, peak internal combustion in, in the 120s. Okay, well, that makes sense. Oh, well, peak precursor flow. Oh, it gets, it's way higher. Oh, man. Oh, the end cap exit. Oh, it's in the, it's, oh my gosh, 155.8 dB. That's incredible. And wow, I can see that it's over 1200 pascals on the X, on the, on the vertical axis. Oh, that, that, you know, when I see that, I'm like, oh, that puts it in perspective. This is, is, is to help you. It's to help you understand, you know, you don't have to look at it. And I understand it's cumbersome. And that's what the suppression rating is for, the number at the very top. Okay, that's why that's there. But if you ever have a doubt, or if you ever want to understand, well, why why does this silencer sound like the way it does? That's what the whole review is for. It's to teach you and give you confidence, so that when you see something on Instagram, and I can I'll read you the DM from the gentleman. Like, I'll I tell you what I'm gonna read you a DM that's actually from a Pew Science member. And it's it's like family friendly because I get D, excuse me I get DMs that are not family friendly because of this stuff. People get really upset and they send me it to me and I'm you know I talk to them. This one though, he says he's banking on me not testing his DB rating. <laughs> no, he's not, dude. Don't don't think that. He's not thinking that. What he's thinking is he's not. He's he's thinking he's going to sell you the silencer, and then your form four is going to come back a long time, and then he's going to have your money, and, and that's how silencer sales work. That's what he's thinking. He doesn't care about what I do because he knows that no matter what Pew Science shows, there's going to be people on Instagram that haven't seen Pew Science, and they're just going to buy something because it looks because it's a certain color or something like that. That's how marketing works. All you got to do is show a picture of something, and someone's going to buy it. Not 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 everyone is is educated, and that's just. That's that's taking advantage of that's taking advantage of people, okay. So, you know, and and I'm addressing this because I think like a lot of people talk to me about it, and I want you to know my stance on it, and I take it seriously, and that's that's those are my true opinions, and I don't hide my opinions. You know, I'd be professional when I, when I discuss it, but frankly, we're talking about safety, and um, professionally, I deal with safe the safety of people, and um, I don't think that people that lie about uh, about silencer testing, um, care about your, your health or your safety. So, so there you go. (laughs) Won a lot of friends on that rant. Um, that's just fine. Um, so yeah, let's go back to the review figure seven, figure seven. This is crazy. And I, what did I leave off? I I was, I was going to talk about, oh yeah. Talking about how it's so, it's heavier, right? The suppression rating is heavier, and it's dense. And in that one number, you can see a lot. So when you look at Figure Seven, I know there's only three silencers in the table, but it's okay. The it's the YHM Resonator K, it's the OSS HXQD762, and it's the Energetic Armament Vox S. Okay. Weird comparison, but it's what I have for you publicly that's both supersonic 308 and subsonic 300 blackout, okay? How are we doing on time? 
hour. Okay, oh, this is perfect. Okay, great. So resonator K is the smallest. Compared with the Vox S, you know, they're actually pretty similar sounding on 308 bolt action. They're both loud. Both of those silencers are loud on 308. Resonator K is small and it's loud. Vox S is um, small and it's loud. It should be quieter for its length, but it's not because it has simple cones that are too primitive. Um, they're both not that great for supersonic 308 on a bolt gun application. They're just not. Um, they're both loud supersonic silencers. Both actually are louder than OSS in supersonic. How about them apples? They are. Both of those silencers are louder than the OSS silencer in supersonic. But in subsonic, they're quieter than the OSS silencer. The Vox, actually, in this group, the Vox does the best of the group because it's bigger than the Resonator K and it has more baffles, so it traps more gas. That's the only. That's the reason why it's a little bit quieter than the Resonator K subsonic. Subsonic suppression is super easy, and it's low-tech. So the extremely low-tech, the primitive design of the energetic armament Vox does okay. It really does. Um, straight cones are literally, it's <laughs> literally one of the most primitive and lowest tech designs you could possibly use for a silencer. And um, that type of design's efficacy for subsonic flow suppression is it's pretty good. It is. This is why Q uses them too. I mean, Q knows. They know. But they but Q, have they have engineers and they say, well, they know that it's better to maximize the utility of a simple design like, you know, um, a simple cone like that. It's better to maximize the utility of such a simple design like that to use a larger diameter because they can get more volume for that simple design, which is smart. You don't want to use a simple cone like that unless you go bigger than one and a half inches. You can do it like, oh, Richmond Tactical is another one. They know it's simple. They're smart guys, so they want a little bigger. They want a little bit bigger than one and a half inch. Okay? Why? Well, because you don't want to go too big with different materials because you're going to get heavy. And they know you, they want to be longer to be quieter. So they go a little bit bigger than one and a half. Why is that? Well, because it's going to increase the efficiency of their simple design because of volume. That's why Richmond Tactical does that. That's why Q does that. Q goes bigger than bigger than Richmond Tactical on volume. Okay. Um, they want the most volume possible. That's how to make straight, straight cones work the best. And you know what? Like Q, for example, they hit a limit. They hit a limit with the large bore size they use. They hit a limit, um, but at least they make the silencer larger diameter. So energetic armament doesn't. I don't know why. I don't know why you would do a cone like that in a one and a half inch, because actually volume matters with with simple designs for subsonic. Um, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because I was looking at this chart, and at first glance you might think, "Oh, that's pretty quiet." Well, it's not, because um, you're like, "Why? Like, why did you do that?" I don't know why. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Um, it doesn't, and and actually, and I'm, I said this in the review because I, I just kind of wanted to draw conclusions from this chart with the three silencers. Like, what conclusions could I draw? We already talked at length about the fact that the OSS data, like it's like the same for subsonic 300 blackout and supersonic 308. That, that was one huge conclusion. But this other conclusion was comparing the resonator K to the Vox with subsonic. And I was like, well, what is this really telling me? Well, what it's telling me is that from a performance standpoint, because the, the Vox has super high back pressure, because it doesn't have any porting or anything, 
<laughs> it, it and it's loud on supersonic for its size because it has high pressure stagnation that happens and it can't relieve it because it there doesn't have any porting or any other like volume to go to. Um, it's that's like unbalanced and primitive and loud and it's it's the opposite of efficient for supersonic flow. Um, it's weird. Like that's actually it's so weird. It's um. And the OSS in the table, it's actually the opposite of efficient for subsonic flow. Like it's like the Vox and the OSS, they're actually both super inefficient in two different regimes opposing each other. It's so weird. Like it like and and when has anyone ever told you this? Like, has anyone ever given that opinion? When have you heard someone say, well, you know, the, the energetic armament Vox S and the OSS HX uh, uh, QD762 compared, you know, they're they're just, um, they're both inefficient. Like, no one's ever said that. <laughs> I mean, they possess reverse inefficiency in, in two opposing flow regimes. Neither silencer excels in either regime, and the back pressure of the Vox is too high. So, when I said in the review, when you look at both subsonic and supersonic, uh, the three silencers in the table, out of all of them, the YHM is actually the most balanced, which is wild to me. It's wild. I mean, yeah, it's louder with the than the Vox with subs, but it hangs up with supers with a way lower back pressure. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's almost more well-rounded. And that's kind of crazy because that thing's tiny. So, I mean, it has barely any, any, any baffles. But, I mean, YHM has been sil in the silencer game for a very long time. And so they know how to make silencers very, very well. And that's what that shows. Isn't that interesting? These are just facts. This is data. This is real data. This is conclusive, meaningful data. Okay? I mean, personally, when you look at figure seven, I think all three silencers are loud. And I'm not really into any of them. Like, I don't want any of those three my, myself personally. But, I mean, I just thought the comparison was kind of cool because you literally never see anyone talk about them in the same space. Like, you never, you would never see the Resonator K, the, the OSS, and the Vox S compared with each other. Like, no one does that. They, I don't know if they cross-shop these. But never before have you seen subsonic and, and supersonic data in one chart for three silencers like that in vastly different op operational envelopes. It's an incredible amount of data, actually. What is that, right? That's three times four. That's 12 suppression ratings. Muzzle and ear, three silencers in and, and sub, sub, sub and supersonic in one in one chart. That chart actually that if 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 you only went if you only went to one chart besides well, besides the ranking section of the silencer, of, of the standard where it has everything, obviously that's the best. But if you only went to one like plot and review, like figure seven in, in the OSS review showing those three silencers. And the supersonic flow regime and subsonic would show you more about the craziness of the silencer world than like any other chart I think ever anywhere, because of what that data means and shows about all uh, you know with regard to all the stuff we've talked about in this topic. You know, okay, I think I've done that topic justice. I mean, what I only spent what an hour or <laughs> twenty minutes on it. <laughs> Let's move into topic two at a time of one hour. 18 minutes and 47 seconds. Okay, topic two. Yes, welcome. Welcome to all the new Pew Science members. Grassroots support is how we succeed at this. And can, there have been continued sightings of the suppression rating in the wild, which is really cool. So guys, like, actually, um, and this just happened. I was, and I've been out of pocket, but... 
Um, apparently, there was some big public shoot up in Utah recently. Uh, I I was up in Utah actually when I visited OSS, um, and I, I talked with um you know I was I met with uh, McGee from Dead Air and some other folks. It was super fun. Thank you for the hospitality to all those folks I went to. I, I didn't I didn't get to shoot when I was up there except for when I was at OSS and um. I've been getting videos from this. I, it must have just happened this past weekend or something when I was out of pocket. But there's there was this silencer shoot up in Utah. People have been sending me videos, like Pew Science members, Pew Science readers, silencer enthusiasts, dealers have all been sending me videos. And apparently at this event, a lot of folks were shooting silencers and they were directly confirming the Pew Science oppression rating. Like they were viewing the performance like relativistically, like related to other, like in other, like they were basically interpreting the suppression gap between various silencers side by side, like and 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 their experience was lining up with the suppression rating, which I was like, oh, that is so cool. And I asked some of them, I was like, whoa, cool. Can you send me an example? Because a lot of them were just speaking in generalities. I was like, oh, well, like how about you? Like send me an example. And um. I was getting a lot of videos. A lot of people are sending me things like the the Sanserco Omega next to a CGS Hyperion, like on different weapons, and like they were showing me how like little giggles people were making when they found out the difference in the two silencers, like and stuff like stuff like that's not even the same sport, dude. Like when you when you jump two suppression rating categories, it's not even the same sport. It's a huge difference, and that's how meaningful that metric is, right? Um, so I hope that puts things in perspective when you look at the data and you look at the suppression rating. If you haven't shot or heard a super quiet setup that has a pretty high suppression rating in the wild, like you need to, okay? So you can get a feel for how it sounds to you so you can understand, oh, that's what I want to hear. Oh, I don't necessarily need something that quiet. Maybe I can drop a category for my shorter weapon system or blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So anyway, it's clear now. If it, if it wasn't clear already, um, the best way to judge silence or sound is to shoot it yourself. The next best way is the Pew Science suppression rating. Nobody has access to all the silencers at once. It's it's hard as a consumer. But in the Pew Science library, you have access to a lot of data so far. And that data set continues to grow because of listeners like you. Okay? It does. Um, and I hope I hope that this episode was informative, especially with regard to and I'm and I'm almost sick of beating the dead horse with the peak DB stuff being misleading, but I had to, I had to mention it again. We mentioned it within the Nomad stuff last episode, being a huge deal for Dead Air, and we mentioned it here in 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 this episode being a huge deal for OSS. You know, um, in the in the case um, of Dead Air, it was it was because you know their newer, quieter silencer meters higher with peak DB and. And that's why, you know, actually there was a huge riff in the industry when people first tested it because everyone was questioning the data because it wasn't right. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. And people were like, they couldn't explain it because they, well, they don't understand silence or sound. And then with this OSS stuff, now it's a huge thing. No one, you've never even seen these tests. Like people aren't going to test it because it, the data is so different. They, they probably don't understand why. And so they hide it. They hide it from you. But I don't hide it. I don't hide anything. Okay. So now I, I think these two episodes have shown you why the this is powerful and and why this effort is is very divisive and the strategy i've used to grow this is to show you that it's right 
because if people realize it and they use it, well, then it won't matter what the naysayers think because the truth will be out there. And there's one if there's one thing that I know and that the way I live my life is if you always tell the truth and you always do what's right, you always come out ahead. So thank you for listening, supporting, and spreading the word about this wonderful effort that we are all putting forth together. Okay? I do mean that. We are going to make the silencer industry great again. We will. So until next time, friends, stay safe, and I will talk to you folks again soon. Bye.